What's up, guys? It's Ben Chipman from Forward Medicine, your goalkeeper. You're listening to NDZ. Hello, and welcome to another New Dogmazine audio situation. I'm ready to admit that this is a podcast. And About time. <laughs> I mean, I have previously, but I'll go on the record this time. We're a podcast. It's official now. We're a podcast. I've had to add this term to our website, like S search engine op optimization. So people can find us. Yeah. People can't yeah. apparently grant people couldn't find us. Yeah. Because we, because we were under a podcast. So now that we're under a podcast, maybe they'll find us now. So I don't know. I feel like if you type in new dog magazine into Google, it'll just pop up exactly. Just spell it right. Yeah. Just spell Easy. it right. Yeah. Mitch, not I've been the new dog people, magazine. Yeah, not new well, dog magazine. New dog magazine. We need to do an ad in the next print edition for new dog magazine. New dog magazine. That'd be a great ad. Yeah. Uh, this is Andrew. I'm here with Grant and Mitch. How are you guys? Living life. It's been a big day. It's been a big day. It has been. Yeah. You guys were both at. I mean, the big news of the day, obviously, as we're recording this Tuesday night, is a uh, is a uh, big top sports and entertainment. Um, the you know the the coolest hippest uh, ownership group around. Yeah, I mean they're basically like the uh, what's his name Crockett, the old the old wrestling promoter. That's basically <laughs> them. Yeah. yeah, I mean you should you should have seen Burns' outfit today. Oh. Burns out Burns outfit today was on point. He had That's on scary. like. So you guys are both okay. So get, let's you guys are both at the press conference where the, yeah. for the pro yeah. women's team announcement. Um, what was the vibe like in there? It was it was very positive. It, everyone was kind of buzzing. There was like, you know, did you guys get I'm, to talk with actual other journalists? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who you consider a journalist. Uh, Grant, were there actual people there from news media? There were. Yeah. yeah. Uh, break it. <laughs> weird here. Hang on. But uh, there, there were there were a good amount of cameras and and uh, you know actual journal. There was a dude. There was a dude there with the with his laptop that he was just typing notes the whole time. Shit, like, man. We had a note taker there. There was Rob Chapel. Like, I mean, everyone was there. I, I always assume, like, if Rob's, like, in his element, if he was truly in his element, he'd be pacing back and forth with a cigar in his mouth, like, chewing on it heavily, but also, like, chewing out hard enough to where you'd be like, are you chewing on that thing or smoking it? I, I can't imagine Rob with a cigar. I could imagine him, like, doing that with, like, a dum-dum. Like a like a lollipop or something like that, but I suppose maybe I was yeah. thinking how of Howard the Duck. Yeah, yeah. Howard the Duck would do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're I basically think, the same but person. Was, <laughs> yeah, but no. To answer your question, Andrew, there was um, all the news sources were there. Um, Channel Three was there. Channel Fifteen was there. Um, was Jim Polzin there. No, yeah, unfortunately. Thursday at least. So that's something These guys are trying to show up on Thursday and they're not even there for the, the big time uh, call outs. 
we had to go and just we had to go and just drill them with like super soccer specific questions and just 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 embarrassing questions. They will never have us on ESPN Radio. They will never have us on that shit. Partially, which is why which is why we need to go and just drill them with questions. I mean, it's community sponsored radio on WRT. Which if you Um, haven't gone and listened to that yet, fucking go and listen to that shit. It's only eight minutes. it's if you listen if you listen to us ramble for as long as we do normally that'll be a cakewalk it's only eight minutes yeah yeah Yeah. it actually it actually sounds really good but no uh the biggest name i saw there today was jim polzing um from the wisconsin state journal he covers Mm -hmm. he covers uh all the badger sports um and he's he's one of the main sports writers um okay so that's nice to see that the state journal is actually like you know sending us giving a shit. You know, he's giving a shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we can have we can have a whole discussion about that if you want. But no, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, we'll pass. <laughs> we'll pass on that. We'll pass on that. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you guys were there. Uh, so the feeling was positive overall. Uh, what, yeah. what, what, I guess, like, what what main points did the club drive home? So, by the way, we do have Connor Kaloya, uh, Ford Madison's chief operating officer and, and owner, who's now part of the Big Top Sports and Entertainment uh, group that is going to be the ownership group for the new women's pro soccer team, which will be a Division One competition with nwsl so they are first division in the u.s which is way fucking cool by the way really cool um and so they they're they're there announcing this new club we've known about this since like you know for a little while but like april 2020 i think yeah last thursday we sat down with connor and he kind of shared some some of the details with us ahead of time um you know, we, we put some pretty hard questions to him today uh, in, in the interview portion. Please listen through. I'm not, I can't tell you how long we're going to fucking ramble out of this, but, uh, you know, scrub through if you don't want to listen to our bullshit. It won't be, it won't be too long. It yeah, it was a good long. conversation with, with Connor. Um, but yeah, no seance this past Sunday. Uh, uh, to quote the, the kids, these days, sorry, not sorry. Fucking say hi to your mom if you haven't. Yeah, already. It my, it's Mother's Day. You know, you gotta. Yeah. Eat. None of us would be here if it wasn't for mom. Yeah. And so everybody's uh, got a mom. Yeah, you gotta you gotta give her her due. And yeah, so you gotta I, give I her her due. To talk to my mom because my mom is on a European cruise right now and well, uh, could not. Yeah, in your so case, like, it's the so thought like that where counts. where where in the Adriatic seas like is your mom right now? I think I think they are I think they're on their way back. I think they I think they come back to the states tomorrow. Is, okay. is the plan. Cool. So cool, cool, well, cool. Mitch is going to make it up to his mom. What did you do with your mom, Grant? Um, I went to did what? <laughs> I met my mom at one of her favorite places, a church. Oh, nice. uh, I was going to so say it, Cracker Barrel, but your explanation is probably better. No, nah, I mean, come on, man. I mean, Cracker Barrel is church for some. I'll put it down. Yeah, but for a, for a Lebanese for a Lebanese woman, probably not. Yeah. So, no. uh, so, so bar, right? But uh, yeah, I mean, so so or uh, Taza. She w- I took her yeah. to Taza um, a couple like about two three weeks ago. Uh, Mediterranean place that we've gone to here in Middleton. Oh, yeah. uh, she loved it. She loved Food's it. She, great. she of course was you know talking Lebanese with all the with all the cooks and the owner and everything like that. And 
you know, just being in her element. So it was great. But anyways, uh, this Sunday we went to church, went back and kind of hung at the house for a little bit. And then we went to Highway Harry's. Uh, what is that? It's, it's, high, out, it's, it's out west of here, man. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, so mom and dad live in Jefferson. Uh, so we took a little trip up to Johnson Creek. You can't oh, say Johnson Creek. Right. You have to say Johnson Creek. So, uh, I mean, you got to say it right, right? And so we went to Johnson right Creek. Away, but go on. And uh, so we went up there and uh, enjoyed a, a nice little uh, brunch buffet. Is it good? And I've always seen signs for it. Like, I it always see that sign for it right there. Like, no, I mean, okay. As far as brunch buffet goes, if we're rating it on a scale of 10, um, seven point five. What do you consider a ten? Whoa, seven point five for everyone, like objectively, or for you? For me, I mean, if you're a vegan, nah, ain't nothing for me there. You're gonna hash brown with ketchup, four. On it, and that's four. If you're lucky. <laughs> you got a solid four. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But no, um, like I had, uh, they had, you know, they had multiple carvers there. So I had some I had some uh, prime rib, which was good. Can I ask Not you a question? Good. Yeah, go ahead. What, what was your carvery station conversation like? Hey, can I have a piece of meat? <laughs> yeah, it I'm wasn't like, dude. hey, did you see the the big game the other day? No, dude, it's like I go up and just come like, hey, can I have a piece of meat? How big do you want it? They go, and I'm like, oh, you know, just cut me a slice. Weather's <laughs> great outside. Is and it still guy, raining like, out there? And he's like, here you are, sir. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. And you know, he was just like, I think when I said that to him, I said, hey, hey, man, I appreciate you. He was just like, he like flipped on a switch. And he was just like, oh, wow. he's like, yeah, you too. He's like, have a great rest of your day and enjoy the rest of your meal, Somebody sir. Somebody noticed me. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> I was like, you're doing a bang up job. Keep it up. Yeah. So, you know, but That's it was, a, it was good. Um, those carvers are a dying breed. They are. They are. The uh, but no, it was good. Uh, hung out with you know, get to see mom and dad. It's always fun. Uh, you know, pop is uh, mom, mom is mom, and pop is pop. Yeah, you know, and so you uh, you, you get to go and you love them and hang out with them as long as you can, and then you you go, you, then you go home. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, and uh, but no, they're great. Uh, it was it was a good Sunday. It was a really good Sunday. So yeah. what do what'd you do? Did you go see mom? Yeah, I went over to my mom's place. Uh, uh, my brothers and I were there with her. With uh, Lisa wasn't able to make it, but their their ladies were there, and yeah, it was a good time. Um, you, did a little, you did a little brunch action. Yeah, some some uh, vegan gluten free donuts. Uh, my brother Nick picked up from Bloom Bake Shop, which much love to my Bloom Bake Bake Shop friends, old friends of mine. Much um, love to Nick for remembering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so I brought over. Okay, so you guys, <sighs> trials and tribulation. Okay, we'll go over this. I was tasked with making a fruit salad, which I was like, okay, what do you do with the early summer fruit salad if I'm going to make it seasonal? I had no fucking business putting this together, but I did it anyway based on the initial re recipe recommendations of the internets. Uh, I trusted the internet. That's where I went wrong. But here's what happened. I wanted to make a fruit salad that had mint in it. So it'd be somewhat seasonal seasonal because we have a fuck ton of mint here. Cause Lisa's growing mint like right, right, left and center in our place. I got to get some from you. 
Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. good. The mint, great. But I bought the sh- the showpiece for this fruit salad, mangoes. Yeah. Uh, mangoes don't grow here. Nope. Um, when you get them here, they are picked way too early because they've got to, you know, they're subsidizing them. They got to drive them north. It's like at least another week or two before they get here. So the pit in the middle is is gigantic. And you got to like carve out the flesh from this, the middle, the middle. And here's where the problem lies. The middle, the, the, the core, the, the pit as it were, is not like normal pit material for like stone fruit. Nope. Right. <laughs> it is, it is like if somebody balled up like sheets of fiberglass yep. into a small ball or cylinder and if you cut into that even at all, you get like this, like when you bite into it later, especially if you save part of it, it's like little hairs. And put it, I put that into forgetting all about this from years ago by, I, I remember there was a reason I don't buy mangoes in the upper Midwest years especially ago, in, especially in April. Yes, correct. Yep. If I was was in Mexico or Belize eating mangoes in April, fine, fine. But upper Midwest in April or in May. And so I'm like, I made a smoothie with this, you know, Monday morning and I'm drinking it and I'm picking what feels like dog hair out of my teeth to the point where there was like a ball of them in my smoothie. And I was, oh, fucking hell. And I powered through it because, I, like, that was my breakfast. As you uh, had sustenance, man. You got to get the calories. It's the worst. All that to say, you know, don't be a fucking idiot and try to put mango in your fruit salad. Uh, mom's not looking for that. Nah. Uh, yeah, mom's not looking for that. She wants she, grapes, yeah, uh, grapes, she, melon, watermelon. She probably wants the whipped cream version of fruit salad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway, for sure. I fucked I fucked up. I admit it. Uh it tasted good. Did not enjoy picking what felt like dog hair hairballs out of my teeth. Uh meal time meal time should not be meal time should not be work. <laughs> that's why that's why that's why, you know, fair. I, fair. I, I like eating crab, but I don't like eating crab because eating crab So you wouldn't go to like a crawfish boil. I dude, I love crawfish. I love but crab. would you go to a boil? If you put if you put me if you put me in front of crab and stuff, I will eat it. Yeah. I'm just saying there's a you reason. You just don't like why, to do the work to get it. There's a, right. There's a reason why there's a reason yeah. why lobster is more expensive than crab, and it's not because it tastes any different. It's because it's a lot easier to get to the meat. Fair. Fair. Crunch. Anyway, we should probably fucking talk about this game last we weekend. Get, this is a good one to talk about, too. Yes. Uh well okay so that's debatable we'll get to that um so let's talk about this North Carolina FC game um this is a team in past in previous years I want to say it was somewhat of a, a walkover at times uh also a us. team that damaged us. us at times we have had before this game we had five games against NCFC and we lost three of them <laughs> but that's what I'm saying like they they're kind of vacillate between 
being pushovers and just completely going for the jugular. I thought that and, was us. And we just lost to them because we weren't good. I mean, there was that 2021 season season opener. That was pretty yeah. fucking Yeah, that's amazing. the one game we won. That was the uh, one game we won. And we scored in like the 93rd minute. Something like that. Yeah, we had one win, one draw, three losses in five games. Well. Now we got two. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> now we got two, Grant. Uh, let's talk a little bit about it. Uh, I don't know how you can talk about this game without talking about Cello. Yeah. He was uh, amazing. A dominant man of the match performance. Got an 8.9 out of 10 rating on FOTMOB. Had a goal and an assist. Won three of his four tackles and six of his eight ground duels. Um, what else can you say about the guy? He He's uh, sort of this calm, cool, and collected character. When maybe a game is not going our way or when we've got the odds stacked up against us. What did you guys make of his performance? Um, he, he stepped into, there are certain players that, you know, when you play in the midfield, you can control the game. You know, we've seen it on the bigger stage with guys like, you know, Zidane and Pirlo and, you know, people and individuals like that here. We've seen it like the, the guy that, remind, that I'm reminded of is Aaron Malloy. That's um, He's the new Malloy. Yeah. It, it, just the way that he he just bosses the game. You know, um, everything runs through him. The defense runs through him. It's pretty cool. You know, the offense is running through him as well. Um, to see him just come up and hit that cracker of a shot that he hit. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, a, it's the guy just keeps showing more and more, um, layers of his talent every week. And I haven't seen a shot like that since Fito of IA. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking too much. Now Fito was the last one I remember that was just a cracker like that. But, um, yeah, every week he's showing more and more, um, levels of, of his play. And so it's, it's really exciting to, to kind of, you know, push this forward and think about where he's going to be at the end of the year and what he's doing for the team, because it's just, it's obvious that he is a big part of what we're trying to do. So. Yeah. Another thing uh, I, I agree with you guys. I think he had an obviously massive game. I think uh, I, I, I'm wondering what this team could look like with a more dominant front line with a player like him behind them going forward as well. I hope it's not, you know, one of those things where it's like a mutually exclusive, like he tries stuff because we're striking out on our front line. Uh, but time will tell there. I, I'm hoping that that this last weekend was one that produced a lot of confidence for him. And God, he 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 played <laughs> he played his heart out this last weekend. And I I think kind of just on a tangent, it makes me it makes me think more about how putting the right putting the right player in the right system is more important than having mm. a so called good player 
because yeah, absolutely. this is this is the same thing that y- you look at what Aaron again Aaron Malloy um he came out of that Timbers 2 squad and we we picked him up and you know for a guy who really you know didn't show out all that much in his first time you know his first time of the championship he came here and he just balled out then yeah. he goes he goes to Memphis and he's balling out there yep here it's the same thing you know like and and it's not like Chelo didn't do anything when he was with Rio Grande Valley, you know, again, a championship team, you know, but he's definitely more noticeable here with this team or in this league than he was in the previous couple years when he was with RGV. And that's, you know, I, I think it's I think it's telling that, you know, this is a guy that Matt brought in like last minute, really, like he was the last guy announced on the team and we didn't really have any kind of like, it was like, you know, they were like, Oh, we're going to have one last signing and we're just all like, Oh, it's going to be one of the trialists or whatever. And then it was Chelo. And it's like, Holy shit. Where'd he come from? (laughs) Like, like legitimately. And man, you know, I know we're only, you know, a month and a half into the season, but so far what a get man, what a, what a fantastic signing. And like, to me, um, I know it's going to be hard to overcome the, you know, the glamour of the goal scorers and things like that. Um, but to me, I think that he's an early, uh, an early front runner for at least team MVP, if not league MVP, the way he's playing. If he keeps this up, like, yeah. you know, the goal scorers probably are going to, you know, they're going to fluctuate. Rafa Menskin, he's not going to score 25 goals probably. You know, he's not as score 20 goals. I, you know, he may be at six already, but, you know, it's a long season, long season. I think if Chelo keeps up this level of play, you know, the goals will come. The assists will come. Yep. He's playing. He's playing really well. He's playing really well. And all the guys click, you know, if we get if we get a if we get a buy first round, you know, in the playoffs, like people are going to look at him. Be like, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, speaking of speaking of Rafa Mensigan, uh very quiet all night. Back uh, pocket. La- yeah, largely largely due to the efforts of Stephen Payne, also Wheels, but mostly Stephen Payne, who oh man, that was that was my narrative on the night. Wasn't I mean Cello I feel like is like we figured him out a couple of games ago that he was going to be an important player for us. Yeah, he definitely showed that. Uh, but Stephen Payne had a night. Uh, kept, really did kept the Golden Boot contender Rafa Mensigan very quiet all night to the point where Rafa was going to ground very very easily every time Stephen Payne even came close to touching him. What did you guys make of Stephen Payne's performance on Saturday? Your tweet of uh, having him in his back pocket, I thought was apt. Um, Stephen played amazing. He, I think the thing that Stephen, that Stephen did that I don't think Rafa has had done, that Mexican has had done to him this year is Steven kept him in front of him the whole time. Oh, yeah. And so 
Mexican, he couldn't get past Steven. He just like he didn't find himself in space. He didn't have space to move or operate. Steven was just was in his pocket. Which is yeah, in his pocket the whole night. Because so, this is the guy this is the guy who is everywhere. Like there was a point right. where I exactly. legitimately I was hanging out with a couple of friends. We were watching the game and playing Mario Party at the same time and I pointed out, I was like, look at where Stephen Payne is on the field. He was in front of every single forward player. That was not the first time that happened this season. Like yeah. he does that. The fact that he is covering as much ground as he is yeah. and still not allowing Mensigan to do really much of anything is extremely impressive. And honestly, I don't know how he doesn't make team of the week. Even, yeah. uh, even the bench. He didn't make the bench. Like, I don't know. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I mean, and the thing is, too, is that um, I think one of the most impressive, obviously, all that, but Steven's engine is just, I mean, he was like late in the game, he was still, yeah, he, he was still going. I mean, the dude is just, you know, um, he's, in, he's in incredible shape. He knows the game. He's very smart. Um, you know, and he's just, and as Mitch said, another great get that would, that, we made this year he's just been an, he's just been a great signing for us we've made a lot of those yeah honestly. well this year especially yeah yeah you know the interesting thing about this match and and one thing that that Stephen Payne uh is probably not going to get credit for outside of this without somebody noticing it he had the most chances created of any player in this match with three yeah yeah I mean no that's not to say like and that's saying nothing about his defensive performance right yeah, no, I thought I thought Stephen had a, a great night out. Um, one of the other things I did want to mention in general is just the 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 continued stinginess of this defense. Yeah, and you know we'll we'll talk about Mitch Osmond in a second because he had probably his best night in a Ford Madison shirt overall performance wise, but uh, another clean sheet, uh, six. You know, like out of six games, we've had four, right? Like, which I think is, I think is one less than we had all of last year, right? If I'm remembering correctly, in the first quarter of the season. Uh, what do you guys make of this defense? Jake Kroll got another like very close to man of the match performance with an eight point three one rating on Font Mob. Uh, he had. 79% passing on the night. Um, five, five accurate long balls, which is pretty great for somebody who's, I guess, considered a central defender to some degree, uh, depending on who you ask what the actual formation was. Um, won three of his four ground duels, uh, two of his two tackles, um, had, had an assist, uh, for the pass to cello for the first goal. Uh, what do you guys make of this defense overall? I mean, it, I feel like it's somewhat absurd at this point and something I'm going to like knock on the artificial wood. That is my desk uh, that we were able to keep this up, but it, it every time the opposition gets the ball, I'm, I'm most games. I'm not worried. No, that's, that's how I feel too. Um, they're pretty rock solid back there. 
Uh, I feel as though this is just going to be a team that doesn't give up a lot of goals. And as long as we can score one or two a game, we're going to be, we're going to be a okay. That's what I've been saying. If you don't give up goals, you can't lose. And so, um, you know, that's, you know, I, I just, I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking, we played some of the best attacks that we're going to see so far, other than Richmond is probably the other one that's, yeah. you know, we, that I consider. And let's see, you know, as you said, we've got four shutouts so far, four clean sheets. We, so, held, we held NCFC to nil. We held yeah. Charlotte to nil. We held this Charlotte to know. We held, we held Omaha to one. Omaha to one. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, and so it's just, I don't see this this defense giving up a lot of goals. I just don't. Um, a lot of that is the it, it's you know Matt's formation and how they've kind of figured it out and they're they're kind of using it. But the majority of it is the guys. The guys are just doing the job. They're just doing the job. Timmy Mail. I think Timmy Mail. Great signing. I think there's a lot of credit to, to Matt and oh, 100%. both both his signings and his and his his formation because you know he got a lot of crap last year for how for how the formation was but yeah. I think it's very clear that he didn't have the personnel necessary versus this year because this year I mean you brought in you, you look at the back you look at the back four and one of those guys was second team all USL to me Mel. Yeah. Mitch Osmond wasn't. Jacob Crowell wasn't. No. Stephen Payne wasn't. And yet, you look at these guys, and this is for a team that has historically been very good defensively. This might be the best defense we have ever had. Yeah, no, I will agree. I will agree. I think this is the best defense we've ever I'll had. I will put it this way Stephen Payne is playing better for us than he ever did for kickers. Jake was really playing better for us than he ever did for Tucson or or even Omaha. Like, yeah. Heck, like Mel, Mel's uh, playing overall better stats, than he did for chat. Like, yeah, overall, overall stats-wise, like our defense is playing better for this club than they have for any other club they played for. Statistically, and and like, I mean, FOTMOB's ratings largely are based on stats and form. And the our our back like five-ish players are doing better this season than they have for any other club they played for. Uh, which is, you know, pretty cool. Let's move on from that. Uh, let's talk about, uh, we got to talk a little bit about wheels who came off with an injury. I thought he was playing really well. He's another player that like statistically does not get on this like stats board super often, but he offers something that sort of is like an intangible uh, sort of quality to the team. Um, we were told that he came off with a back injury, but he was carried off the pitch. Uh, I know it was pretty worrisome to the people that were at the four club. Uh, what were you guys' thoughts when, when he was sort of being like carried, literally carried off the pitch? Yeah, obviously you're, you know, <laughs> you mess. I mean, you texted him that night. Yeah, I did. Kind of, yeah. Yep. And he, he responded and said it, you know, he appreciated us checking out. He didn't give me any update on the injury or anything like that, but, um, 
I think he, uh, you just feel for the guy, right? Because he just came back. You know, he had a sports hernia injury that he was, that he worked through, um, to get back on the field. He got back earlier than they thought he would. Um, and he was out there and he was playing great. Yeah. He was playing great. And, you know, and then you see, you see him get a knock like that. It just, it's unfortunate. It's just, you just, you feel, you can't help but feel for the guy because you know how much he cares about this team and, and how much he cares about, you know, this job. And, um, he's just, it's kind of seeming like he's hit, he hit a little streak of bad luck here. Um, which is tough. So hopefully it's not too bad. We haven't heard anything like we said about the injury. So hopefully it's not too serious and he'll be able to, uh, get back, get back on the pitch as soon as possible. But, uh, in the meantime, just, we'll just take it as it is. So I I think, I think we might actually be a little lucky that it's a back injury because, Rewatching it, it looked like a non-contact knee or ankle injury, um, and I think I are think we that, sure that it's a back injury. Well, that's what we've heard, I guess. So, if that if that is the case that it's a back injury, then I think I, I think that that bodes better for a return. A quick return than a non-contact knee or ankle injury without question um, especially yeah. especially for someone who needed to be carried off the field um you know it, it was the same thing it was the same thing with cheney earlier in the match um because he went down non-contact but he stayed in um but like i mean you never you never like seeing a guy go down when no. there's been no contact because nope. because be either either it's either it's something that normally either it's something that is like oh you, you can just walk it off or it's something that you're going to be out for months yeah. there's yep. not really an in between there yep agreed uh the we other gotta talk of- about we gotta talk about Mitch's ring around the rosy too oh yeah we'll get to that <laughs> let's talk about Mitch real quick Mitch Osmond Captain Fantastic. 90% passing on the night. Uh scores on a corner. A corner. Mitch when our Mitch, Mitch Meerman. When's the last time we scored on a corner? Last um, year. Contrary to everyone's belief, it was within the last year. Yeah, it was um, last year against Chattanooga. It was last year against Chattanooga. Um, and I feel like I feel like everyone has just blocked that game out of their minds. I wasn't even at that game. That was the well, one that, that game I missed all last that year. Was a- that was a game we got blasted like six two something two. like that five, five two. two yeah that Eric got Eric got game I missed last year yeah and Eric yeah, got rough people, in that game. I'm I'm listening to talking flock and they're like oh yeah it was like against Cleveland or something like you guys were at that game I was trying to watch the game from some remote campsite in northern Michigan I and, was at that game and. And and you guys you guys forgot about it and I remember it like come on come on guys come on like it's not like I got a it's not like I got a steel trap of a memory over here like it's pretty good come on guys well, yeah it's pretty all right but uh, yeah like <laughs> no I we're we've been historically terrible at set pieces and more specifically terrible at corner kicks yeah. so okay 
I talked to Keith T. Meyer about this play today at the at the press conference because I brought oh, that. Hang on. This ring around the rosy thing that Mitch Osmond did literally ran around the entire pack of players, but defenders and and our guys literally ran around them, jumped in front of Mikey Maldonado. Eat shit, Mikey. Mikey jumped in front of Mikey Maldonado and got that header. I have to imagine that Mitch Osmond like jumped into the air and was like, fuck you, bro. And rose to the ascendancy and headed the ball in. I don't think he even needed to do that with the way that that Mikey was just getting shown up by, by Chelo. Like, yes, I I noticed two separate times. Speaking of Mikey, two separate times, Chelo ran by him with the ball and made Mikey fall down. Oh yeah. (laughs) Pretty great. But you were talking with Keith Meyer about this tonight. Don't give away any tactical, uh, you know, secrets, but so yeah so they it was actually something that they had seen early in the game uh we had a corner earlier in the game and they had noticed that north carolina was leaving the near post open and so they said they just suggested hey just let's run the let's run the ring around the rosie and run mitch near post and uh see see what happens (laughs) and and it worked (laughs) that's that is again a coaching thing. Um, yeah, love that. I, exactly. Like I remember, um, something something uh back in 2021, the first year that we had the fantasy camp. Um, we talked. We had a talk with um the the people who were there had a talk with Carl Craig, um, and Carl talked about you know like you know we asked like what do you guys do during halftime in terms of in terms of changes and things like that, and he said we really don't do a lot like. For the most part, what we come in with, you know, is what we is what we have. And if there's if there's changes that, you know, like we necessarily need to make, then we'll make those. But like there's there's no way that, you know, like those are more tactical changes. Right. You know, for the most part that if you need to make tactical changes, you're not talking about, okay, we're in the middle of a game and we notice this that they're doing. Let's exploit it, you know, which is. Something that you should be doing, obviously. hundred percent. Like, yeah. I, I think so, that I think so that's Carl. we haven't seen here. We haven't seen that here. You know, and maybe that's maybe that's maybe that's just a a, a consequence of lower division soccer and and the quality of coaches that we might be seeing down here. But like, also typically stuff like that gets seen on film, right? So that means that if that wasn't seen on film before and we noticed that during the game, that means that North Carolina specifically saw something on corners that they were willing to do that. Maybe whether that is to try to spring an attack off of that yep. or something else. I see that. And we just exploited it, which is fantastic. Yeah. It was great. It, it's, there's, I don't think there's any way um, you can walk away from, and I rewatched that game this weekend too. I don't think there's any way you can walk away from watching that game and feel bad about it. Okay, so if you haven't yet, go rewatch that little. The go rewatch Mitch's goal. I mean, Cello's is fantastic, right? But yeah, go rewatch Mitch's goal. Cello's is probably going to win goal of the week. Yeah, so. go rewatch Mitch's goal. If it's you're not super voting, funny if you're not voting for goal of the week. 
vote for goal of the week. Um, yeah. I know on Twitter, Chelo's goal is winning. Ch- we yes, have, we have both two. Mitchell goals up there too, right? Yeah, but I think we should put our our numbers behind one because I noticed on the uh, on the USL app at least, um, Balagoons was winning. So, oh. well then we got early this- vote often. Vote early, vote often. Vote on Those Twitter. Balagoons, stay off soccer Twitter once in a while, okay? You had a whole day of Balagoons today. Vote on. Twitter, vote on the USL website, vote on the USL app, and vote on the Instagram app because you cannot vote on Instagram desktop, I have found. So that's true. Go you have to go to the USL League One story on the Instagram app and vote there. Vote early, vote often. Let's stuff the ballot box and show the front office of USL. Who's the real boss here? <laughs> it's us. Yeah. Okay. Those northern cunts. Yeah, those northern cunts. Before, I do want to rebut your comments, both of your comments, and maybe have a slightly longer conversation. But let's put it this way: we're gonna we're not gonna split up and put Connor's interview second. We're gonna do that as a, se- a separate interview. Uh. We're going to probably pause at this point or in a second and just tell you to go listen to that interview because it's like an hour by itself. We've talked yep. for close to 40 minutes or 45 minutes now. So we'll just make this a separate one. Anyway, I've pierced, you know, pulled back the veil, uh, pierced the, 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 whatever, the fourth wall, the fifth wall, the sixth and the seventh. Uh, what I would do want to mess mention right now is Baron had a crucial crucial save even though it was like one of the most casual saves i've ever seen any keeper make against a high-powered striker like olex anderson he just like literally moved his arm up and was like nah <laughs> baron is Hi. living yeah no one, baron, no, one baron... no one is going to understand this reference here but he, it was like it was like the blue badger in ace attorney where he's just got the flailing arms like this which you can't even see on the screen because my arms are cut off on the screen, but he just throws his arm up and there's, and he just put his arm right where the ball was going. The ball just goes off his arm and over the bar. Just boom. It was great. great. It was great. Uh, Other stats from this game. Madison has the highest 11 players in FOTMOB ratings in this game. Literally every single player, outfield player and uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Prentice got in the first 11 in this game. The we third. like fucking NCFC did not just have a stinker uh, of a game in this game. And I don't want to, a lot of fans of, of other clubs in this league might say, uh, Oh, but whatever, you know, like they just had a bad game. Yeah. Get fucked. They're destroyed your teams. Yeah. They uh, just won five. They just won five fucking straight. It's just yeah. like, yeah, you know they're rolling. All right. I I want to say I want to say this much. Their number tied for first on their team in rating was Luis Perez. Yeah, who had a six point seven, and he had a grand total of thirty nine touches. Yep. And so, none of their like like we talked about how quiet of a game Rafael Mensigan had of their front four. He had the most touches of the four of yeah. them. Yeah. He, they were non-existent. 
So he was held to a 6.36 rating in FOTMOB. His average this season is a 7.94. That's including that score. Uh, like just drug him, drug him down from first in FOTMOB rating to second. Yep. Behind a certain Isidro Martinez. Chalo. NCFC was held to one shot on target this game. Madison had five. Like, we dominated them. We had their fucking number. Uh, It just, for one, it proves this league is wide open on a given day. Any given Um, Saturday. And, uh, you know, our guys are going to have to keep doing it. Let's talk about somebody that was had another strong day, but didn't have a whole lot to show for it. Kristen Cheney real quick, strong in the air. Again, five of five aerial duels, though. He was the one player who squandered the big chance. Do we see Christian getting back on the scoreboard on Thursday night against Northern Colorado? I, uh, me and Liam, as we were leaving the press conference, uh, today ran into Cheney, uh, as he was leaving the stadium. And uh, we asked if he was going to score. He's like, I got a hat trick or at least a brace. I got to get this next game. It's got to happen. So uh, you're listening to him. The answer is yes. He says that every game, though. It's not true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I saw I saw him, too. He was actually walking into his place when uh, I was driving past and talked to him for about 10, 15 minutes. But, yeah, no, he's excited for Thursday. He's excited for Thursday. He was wondering, he's like, do you think it's going to be a good crowd on Thursday? I'm like, dude, it's always a good crowd. Yeah. So, so I promised we would have some talk on the other side of the conversation about being able to draw positives from this game. And Aaron Isenring or I- Eisenring, take the hobbits to Eisenring. Aaron Eisenring, I assume that's how it's pronounced. Sorry if I butchered it, but maybe don't have a cool sounding name that somebody can mispronounce and still make sound cool. He mentioned this on Twitter, guys, that, but are we concerned? And this is a question I actually legitimately had on, on Sunday, but are we concerned that our front line was shut out again? He, Aaron says, I love seeing Cello and Mitch getting on the score sheet, but are we turning to, uh, he didn't say this. That was my thought. I love seeing those guys on the score sheet. Are we relying too much on other players? Uh, or do we just have to grind out wins sometimes? I mean, I'll say this much. Um, I would be a lot more worried if we were playing essentially 11 V nine or 11 V eight or something like that. But these our strikers are going back and playing defense. So they're at least doing something, right? And a goal is a goal no matter who it comes from. Yeah. You know, our strikers our strikers will score eventually. And we're going to and sometimes sometimes they're not going to score, you know, as much as as much as Cheney doesn't want to admit it, sometimes he's not going to score. And we've got <laughs> We've got other guys who can do that. We've got, you know, like, like if we can score off of corner kicks, we don't need Cheney to score, right? Yeah. But if he can go back and play defense and and make make positive, uh, positive things happen in other ways, I don't care. 
I don't care. Yeah. If that, we're scoring that, goals and he's playing defense and we're winning games, who cares? That's 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 just it, Mitch. That's like these are the types of questions that you know that I hear sometimes. And I'm just like, I just want to tell the person you're thinking too much. You're thinking too much. It's really because easy to overthink. I'm harsh in your fucking mellow, Grant. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, you're thinking you're thinking too much <laughs> because this is one of those things that's like. So what? You would rather have like one goal from like the from up front, and would you be be happier with that than getting? I don't care where we so get gold from. Okay, just get fucking goals. It Maybe. doesn't matter where they come from. I don't care if Mitch Osmond leads leads the team in fucking goals. I really don't. If yeah. we're scoring goals and winning honestly, games, honestly, that'd be really funny. It'd yeah. be really if funny. We, and if we're, and if, if we're doing that and winning games, I don't care. I don't care. I, I don't care where the goals come from. I just want the goals to come. So period. objectively, you say that. But do you think are are you concerned no. at all? To no. these guys who no. you know are, because, you're not, no you're not no no. And here's why: is because we've heard this before from these guys where they've said everybody defends, everybody attacks. When you play football like that, that means you're going to get goals from people like other than your front line. If you're if, the only way that if, if you're if you're playing a style of game where you're just relying on your front line to score goals, you're not going to score goals. Right. Last year, yeah, did it work. We did that for the last three years. How'd that work out? So, <laughs> I think I'm I would be much more in the camp of believing that we're in trouble as far as the reputation that some of these players had and why we brought them in. If it was like late June or mid July. Yes. Yeah. And they hadn't yeah. scored, you know, a handful of goals. Somebody like Cheney, you know, he scored give the first him, fucking give, game he played for us. Give him <laughs> another, like, I would say this, give him another like six to eight weeks. Yeah. If he doesn't bag another like three or four goals in that time frame, I think we can be right. worried. Right. He said his goal was to score 15. Yeah. Right. He still got a lot of games left. Yeah. So not worried. He's averaging one every three, so he's a little bit behind pace. But well, I think that's why he's, you know, that's why he's saying to Grant, "I need to score a brace or a hat trick in this next <laughs> one." You know, speaking of that, let's let's talk about it real quick. Uh, you know, we're we're facing a Northern Colorado hailstorm that has kind of been all over the shop as far as results early this yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, you know what 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 can we expect from this matchup on on Thursday night? Um, we're gonna get a healthy dose of Trevor Amon and Arthur Rogers. Trevor Amon, uh, currently at three goals, um, leading their team. Uh, he is tied for third in the league in goals with three, only behind Mensigan and uh, Lucas Coutinho with Greenville. And uh, really, Arthur Rogers is. He plays. He's he's basically a wing back, and he controls everything. Mm-hmm. He is their defense. He is their offense. He's kind of like a Gareth Bale sort of character. He is their talisman. Yeah. Um. So and is, like is he, he on the left? Is he on the left or right side as a wing back? I believe he's right side. Okay. Um. Don't quote me on that because if you do, I might be wrong. Um, but he is easily their highest rated player oh, yeah. uh, by Fop Mob. Um, I believe I'm looking at these stats right now and, and number yeah. three. So it's it's Chelo, it's 
Rafa, it's Arthur Rogers, and then it's Derek Gebhard. Mm. It's so like he's and last year, last year he won Defender of the Year, like, and not all of the, it wasn't because Northern Colorado was particularly adept at keeping no. teams out of the net. It's because he was their offense, like, right. because everything went through him, and it continues to. If we can limit, if we can limit him and his touches, his his quality. To, we're not going to be able to limit his touches so much. But we can limit quality touches. And if we can do that, I mean, what are they going to do? Because it's it's him. The offense runs through him. I will say, um, at this point, we have played one more game than Hailstorm has. And they have the same amount of goals scored four at this point. Um, they... Arthur Rogers, like by all regards, like looking at stats in general, like (laughs) seven. What's that? We have seven goals. They have seven. Yes, they do. We should too. That's what I said. You said four. No, no, goals four. Oh, that's what. Yeah. Um, that's just a misunderstanding. Semantics, Mitch. Semantics. I heard a pause in between goals and four. You know, there's all these things going on right now about being anti-semantic. I'm very about semantics. That's why Trevor likes you. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I'm pro. I'm pro semantic. <laughs> you know, I'll I'll look at this though. Who who do you guys see as getting on the score sheet this week? I mean, the this hailstorm team is right about where we are. I mean. As I keep, far as I keep that? saying him every week, but I think it's going to happen one of these weeks. Jacob Crawl, he's going to get on the he's going to get on the score sheet. You think Jacob's going to score this weekend? Yeah, I'll take yeah. that. Yeah, I think he's going to get one this week. Um, he keep like he's hit the post what three times? Yeah, you know, and missed a couple other. He's he's, he's going to put one. You think he's due? He's due. And he keeps yeah. on getting he keeps on getting chances. Eventually he's gonna pull one home. He's all so, over the place too. Yeah. Like you know, he's he's all yeah. over that pitch. Yeah. Everywhere I you need he, him to be. I think it's gonna happen this uh Thursday. So Jacob I like, I like your optimism. What about you, Mitch? Derek. You think so? Yeah. Cause I, like uh, that. I mean he's gonna be attacking that that same side Arthur Rogers is on. And uh if uh, if they catch him too far forward or something like that, mm, yeah, where are they going to attack? Scored on him last year too. So, yeah, that is fair. You know, I look at I look at their the way that they line up. I could see. Oh yes, I could see Cheney scoring on Breck Evans. I can see that happening. I'm going to call that. Once or twice. Dude, they... Hailstorm has a defender called Robert Cornwall. Yeah, and he's the second best player on their team. Yeah. That's not as good as that. That's the one you're naming and not Norte Norte. I don't know. (laughs) My favorite is is that one guy that's... uh, What's his name? Something Tall Boys. 
Oh, tall Carson Tallboys. Tall Carson okay. Tallboys. Tallboy, Tallboys. Carson Tallboys, Norte Norte, and uh, God, there's there's one other guy in this league that's just got an absolutely just baller name. How is this guy's name Cornwall and he's Irish and not English? Anyway, I'm going to go back to that. I'm going to call Cheney scoring against Breck Evans for old time's sake. Uh, also want to give a shout out uh, before we close things out tonight to Irvin Para. Man, that guy is a hell of a fucking player and he's goes, going through some shit fighting cancer right now. Uh, if you are a young man and ages uh, 16 to, I believe, like 26, 28, something like that, uh, check your fucking nuts. Like, don't be weird about it. Just grab, fucking peel through that shit when you're in the shower or whatever. Check your nuts. If you have a weird spot or something that feels hard, uh, go to check talk out. Talk to your doctor. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Some some of you kids don't understand why doctors exist. Go to the dang doctor. Yeah, go to the doctor. Also, uh, Irvin Para, man, I fucking hate playing against him or having him play against our team. Um, but I'd rather see him out there uh, than, than deal with that bullshit. 100%. 100%. So, well, soon, Irvin. Uh, but when when you do, please move to a different league. That's all we ask. When we're sending Not you much. good vibes, that's all we ask is that you move to a different league. Yep. Canada sounds great. <laughs> it's lovely this time of year. Or Belize, yeah. he they would yeah. treat him. It's like lovely every time down. of year. He could go to he could go to the Jamaican Red Star League and hit bangers for the rest of his life and be a king. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, that is our show for this week. Uh, we're not even. We're just gonna. You know, we already told you go listen to the, the interview with with uh, with Connor. Thank you again to Connor Kloya for your time. And, uh, yeah, we will uh, not at probably – I mean, you guys want to do a seance this week? We can do a seance after the North Colorado game on Sunday. Yeah, we could. Yeah. Why, uh, not? why not? We'll do it. Do we'll it. see you Sunday for Sunday seance. Uh, take care of yourselves. And as Grant always says, be easy. We'll see you all next time.